Boing, the cat with the sticky out whiskers, part one. Hello everybody, I want to tell you the story of a cat called Binicky Boing, who had very, very long whiskers that caused him to get into all kinds of trouble. His family disowned him when he was a kitten, so he was all alone. But despite this, Binicky was a lovely natured cat. His heart was full of love and kindness. Market Day it was a very warm day in the town of Boddington Bodmore, and the sun was beating down on the square. There was a market on today, with lots of brightly coloured stalls, selling all kinds of things. There was fresh fruit, vegetables, ripe red apples and juicy strawberries. Another stall was selling honey and jams, and another selling fresh bread. The smells were delightful. In the corner of the square was Cat's Café, a bespoke tea shop which was always filled with aristocats. It was their favourite café. And there I could see Binicky running around excitedly. He loved Market Day and so wanted to see all the stalls, but with his long whiskers, trouble was never too far away. No sooner had he turned his head his whiskers knocked all the fruit off the stall. The bread went flying, and there were jars of honey and jam all over the street. Go away, the crowd shouted. You're always such trouble. Poor Binicky. Sorry, he said, with his head bowed low, and he walked sadly away. He sat all alone. Everybody gets angry with me, just because my whiskers are too long and I knock everything over. I don't mean to, he thought. The Cat's Café The market was packing up and in no time the square was empty. Binicky crept back in. What I need is a job, said Binicky. But where can I find one? Just then he noticed a sign on the window of Cat's Café and he went over to investigate. The sign read, Wanted, a Maitre Moggy. That sounds like fun, thought Binicky. I could do that. So he went inside to ask. To his surprise, the owner, a very gruff-looking bulldog called Mr Slobbery Chops, agreed to give Binicky a trial. Binicky looked very handsome in his tailcoat, stiff white shirt and bow tie. Inside Cat's Café, it was buzzing with music and much noise. There were cats as far as the eye could see. In the window sat Lady Priscilla Perfect and Lady Wigglebottom. They wore sparkling dresses, long earrings, huge hats and sunglasses which they wore no matter what the weather. Very glamorous, or perhaps 
not so glamorous. They were regulars at Cat's Cafe, and Mr. Slobbery Chops always made a fuss of them and kept the best table by the window free, just for them. Maitre Boggy! Maitre Boggy! they bellowed at Binnicky. Yes, madam, he replied very politely. What curious whiskers you have, remarked Lady Priscilla Perfect. Lady Wigglebottom piped up. I've never seen whiskers as long as that, and they both laughed. They ordered their usual, a cream tea with a big bowl of cream, the largest piece of lemon drizzle cake in the shop, and, of course, tea. Binicky took their orders and said, Thank you, madam. Cats were calling out to be served all over the tea shop, and Binicky was starting to get flustered. He brought out the order as quickly as his little furry legs could carry him. Lady Priscilla Perfect shouted out, You have forgotten my scones! And then Lady Wigglebottom said, You have forgotten my tea! Binicky replied, Sorry, madam. Starting to get into a state, he turned his head rather too quickly, and his whiskers pushed Lady Priscilla Perfect's face straight into the bowl of cream. She let out a scream. With that, Binicky turned his head the other way, and his whiskers pushed Lady Wigglebottom's face straight into the lemon drizzle cake. Help! Help! the lady shouted. Look what Maitre Boggy has done to us! With all the noise, Mr. Slobbery Chops appeared and saw the mess. Binnicky! he growled. What have you done? And what have you done to my shop? Ladies, ladies, I must apologise. He turned to Binnicky. I gave you a chance. But I'm afraid your whiskers are just too long. You will have to go. And with that, he pointed to the door. Binicky was close to tears. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry my whiskers are too long. And with a tear falling down his little face, he removed his tailcoat and bow tie and left the tea shop. What am I going to do? thought Binicky. I had better leave Boddington Bobmore and never return. Nobody wants me here. So he went on his way, out of the town, over a large green hill and into the countryside. Bert the Tapier. Why am I so different? Binicky shouted. Just then he heard a rustling sound coming from behind a bush. Who's that? he called. Binicky started to tremble. He was very afraid. Come out, wh whoever you are. Don't be afraid. It's only me, came back the reply. Who's me? asked Binicky. I don't know. Me is me, I guess said the voice, and with that a strange-looking animal appeared, with a rather strange nose. A tapir! Wow! You've got very long whiskers, he remarked. Not you as well. It's not my fault, said Binicky. That's it. I'm going to pull them out. And he grabbed his whiskers and started to pull at them. Ouch! 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 he screamed. The tapir lifted up his large nose and tapped Binicky on the back. 
Whatever are you doing? Stop that at once, shouted the tapir. I hate my whiskers. Hate, 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 said Billicky. Tapir asked, but why? They're lovely whiskers, and they belong to you. That's what makes you special. What does it matter if they're long? One could say that they make you look sophisticated. Billicky looked confused and said, Sophisticated? Everyone is different. What's so wrong with that? said Tapir. Nothing, I guess, said Billicky. Tapir continued, Look at me. I've got a strange nose. I have two toes in my front two feet and four toes in my back two feet. What's wrong with that? Binnika replied, Nothing, I guess. I never thought of it like that. You must love yourself for who you are, explained Tapia. Friends? Friends, replied Binnicky, and arm in arm they danced into the sunset. The Lobster They hadn't gone far when they heard a voice in the distance shouting, Help! Help! I'm drowning! They both ran over to where the noise was coming from. To their astonishment, there was a lobster splashing around in the river. Binicky jumped in and scooped the lobster out of the water. Oh, thank you! Thank you so much! said the outerbred lobster. Who are you? asked Tapia. I'm a lonely lobster! He replied. Why lonely? asked Tapia. Because I'm a lobster that can't swim. And lobsters are supposed to swim, he said. Binicky thought. I guess that would be quite lonely if you're a fish and can't swim. The Tapia laughed and explained. Ho, 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 ho. Look at it another way, little fella. As you can't swim, no one can catch you. And as no one can catch you, no one can eat you. So, really, you're a lucky lobster. The lobster looked puzzled for a while. Gee, he said, I never thought of it that way. Thanks, guys. I guess I am a lucky lobster. I'll just have to paddle instead. You're more than welcome, said Binicky. Have a lovely day. And with that, Tapir and Binicky went on their way. Stand the Stoat it was starting to get dark, and up in the sky a flock of birds could be seen flying in formation back to their nests for the night. In the distance they could hear singing. Doesn't matter if you're different, doesn't matter at all, as long as you are happy, you're just great the way you are. Tapia turned to Binicky. My sentiments exactly. I wonder who could be singing such a lovely song. At that point, a stoat jumped out behind them. Boo! he shouted. Oh, Tapir and Binicky let out a large scream. Hi, guys, said Stoat. The startled Tapir asked, Who are you? And where did you come from? Calm down, calm down. I'm a stoat, he replied. He went up to Binicky. What's your name? he asked. Binicky, Binicky Boing, he replied. Tapia gasped and said, Oh, with all the excitement, I forgot to ask your name. And what a lovely name you have. I had better introduce myself. I'm a Tapia, 
and my name is Bert. Stoat laughed uncontrollably. <laughs> Not so glamorous, Bert, he said. I think it's a lovely name, snapped Binicky. And what might your name be? Stoat stood to attention and announced in a grand voice, <clears throat> Sir Stanley Marmaduke Benjamin Matthias Stoat. Binicky's mouth dropped open. Wow, he thought. Tapius sneered and said, Yes, right. Stan for short, and roared with laughter. Ho, 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 ho. And what's wrong with Stan, said Stoat. Binicky intervened. Nothing. Stan is a lovely name. Anyway, you should be proud of your name. Tapia clapped loudly. That's the way, Binicky. Now you're talking, he said. Then we're uh, friends said Stoat. Like the three musketeers, said Binicky, let's do something exciting and adventurous. Stoat thought for a while. I got it, I got it, he said. Why don't we join the police force? Tapia raised his eyebrows and said, Stan, they have police dogs. I've never heard of a police Stoat. <laughs> he might just have a point thought Stoat. They all sat down on the grass. There was silence, as they thought. They could become sailors and sail the seven seas. Ah, no good, as Binicky gets seasick. They could be astronauts and fly into space. Ah, but Tapir isn't keen on heights. There must be something they could do that was exciting. Just then, Tapir jumped to his feet. I've got it! I've got it! Why don't we join the circus? he shouted. Binicky put his paws on the side of his head. Ah, but what can we do? he asked. Stoat jumped up, very excited. I like it! I like it! he said in a high-pitched tone. Binicky, you've got long whiskers, and Bert, you've got a very strange nose. In a nice way, I mean, but strange. And I can turn my fur white, but it snows. What are we waiting for? Let's go. Only one problem, said Tapia. Stan, your fur only turns white when it snows. But it's summer. Slight problem. Stoke, getting more and more excited, replied, That's easy. I can put on a white coat. They'll never know. The magic of the circus. Problem solved. Binicky and Tapia thought. It might just work, they said. Stoke shouted, let's give it a try. This is going to be such an adventure. Boing. The Cat with the Sticky Out Whiskers, Part 2 
The circus. They had heard of a travelling circus that was visiting the next town. It was quite a long way, so they set off without delay, skipping and dancing, all friends together. On they marched through the night, and as the sun rose, they could see the white tops of the circus tent gleaming in the morning light. Before they went any further, they decided to have a little wash and sleep, as they were very tired from all their walking. When they awoke, it was mid-morning, and it was beginning to get very hot. Binicky, Tapir and Stoat tidied themselves up and set off for the circus. They could hear music coming from the tent. How exciting, they thought. As they got closer, they could see a short, well-rounded man in bright-coloured clothes and a top hat. He must be the ringmaster. As they approached, the man turned to them and bellowed, Welcome, welcome to the wonderful world of the circus. And what, pray, can I do for you three? Tapir asked politely, Well, sir, we would like to join the circus. The ringmaster laughed out loud. Ho, 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 really? And what is your speciality? The three thought for a moment. What is a what? asked Stoat. The ringmaster replied with a grimace. What is your speciality? There was silence. What can you do? barked the ringmaster. Stoke jumped up into the air. Oh, I see, he said. Yeah, 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 yeah. What can we do? Well, my friend here has a very strange nose. And I can turn my fur white when it snows. What good is that? snapped the ringmaster. It's summer. Not so fast, not so fast, replied Stoke. I have thought of that. I will put on a white coat so no one will know. The ringmaster was starting to get angry. Fools, he said. That is not an act. And as for your friend's nose, what's so entertaining about that? Stoke thought quickly, trying to save the situation. Ah, ah, there's Billicky, he said softly. He's got amazing long whiskers. Just then, Billicky turned around. The ringmaster's eyes opened wide and his jaw dropped. He walked around Binicky, looking him up and down. Interesting, he said. Very interesting. I can see a lot of potential for you, young cat. What is your name? Binicky, Binicky Boing, he said. Well, Binicky Boing, answered the ringmaster, you could be my new star. Imagine, presenting the cat with the longest whiskers in the world. The ringmaster was getting quite carried away at the prospect. But sir, said Binicky gently, we come as an act, the three of us. I couldn't leave them behind. They're my friends. The ringmaster paused and grimaced. Quite, quite, he said. Friends, yes. How nice, yes, yes. I quite understand, Binicky. And then he shouted, Guards, guards, throw those two fools out. And with that, he grabbed Binicky. 
There was a lot of commotion and running about and screaming. Finally, Tapir and Stoat were captured and thrown out of the circus. The ringmaster laughed with an evil tone as he dragged Binnicky into the tent, threw him into a small cage, slammed the door shut and locked it. He stared through the bars at Binnicky and said with a smile on his face, You're mine now, Binnicky. All mine. <laughs> and he turned and left, leaving Binnicky all alone. It was cold and dark, and poor Binnicky was all alone locked up in a cage. He felt very sad. I'm so scared, he thought, and I miss my friends. What am I going to do? And with that, he licked his little paw, washed his face, and went to sleep. The next day, Benicky was paraded in front of the crowds of the circus. Ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to introduce the cat with the longest whiskers in the world, announced the ringmaster. Everyone gasped with amazement when they saw Benicky. They cheered, laughed and made fun of him. After the show, he was thrown back into the cage and left with just a bowl of water until the next performance. Melody No Tail It had just gone midnight. It was dark and silent. Everybody laughed at me, he thought, just because I'm different. It's horrible. He started to cry. I hope Bert and Stan are all right. I miss them terribly, he said quietly. Just then, he heard a noise coming from some boxes on the ground. What's that? he thought. More scratching noises. There it is again, he said out loud. I, I, I hope it's not rats. I know cats are meant to catch rats, but they frighten me. I will close my eyes and hope it goes away. A box suddenly fell on the floor, and standing there was a tiny tortoiseshell cat with little ears and a bright pink nose. Hello, said the cat. Billicky turned his head. I did not hear that, he shouted. What's your name? asked the little cat. Billicky Boing, he said. Now please go away. The little cat laughed kindly. Don't be afraid. I won't hurt you. Open your eyes. No, said Billicky. Please, replied the little cat. No, 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 he said. Who are you? The little cat walked up to the cage and pulled his tail gently. Melody no tail, she said. Binnicky slowly turned around, opened one eye and then the other. Seeing the cat, he smiled. That's a lovely name, but why no tail? Because I don't have a tail, silly she answered, giggling to herself. There's nothing wrong with not having a tail, Binnicky said. I've got long whiskers. But what are you doing here? Melody No-Tail sat down. I travel with the circus. I hide in the boxes. Nobody else wants me because I don't have a tail. Binnicky sat down beside her. That's awful, he said. You look lovely, even if you don't have a tail. 
Remember, we are all different. You should be proud of who you are. Melody No-Tail thought for a while and said, I never thought of it like that. As they sat together, Binicky told Melody all about Bert and Stan, their friendship, how the ringmaster had captured him because he had large whiskers, and how he had been humiliated. Melody No-Tail felt very sorry for him. Suddenly she had an idea. I will go and look for your friends, she said. What colour are these cats? Pinnicky laughed and said, Oh, they're not cats. Bert is a tapir and Stan is a stoat. Melody admitted she had heard of a stoat, but had no idea what a tapir was. Well, continued Pinnicky, it has very long, funny nose. You can't miss him. As for the stoat, he can turn his fur white when it snows, but as it's summer, it's brown. So he wears a white coat. No idea why. He just does, and that's fine. If you could find them, they might be able to get me out of this cage. And with that, Melody No-Tail ran off into the night in search of Bert and Stan. <laughs> Binnicky's Rescue It was the middle of the night, and the sky was full of sparkling stars. Outside the edge of the circus, hidden behind some trees, Tapir and Stoat were arguing. Will you take off that ridiculous white coat? said Tapir. Everyone can see you. Stoat snapped. It's not a white coat. I keep telling you, my fur is white. Tapir rolled his eyes and said, We have got to save Binnicky. We must think of a plan. Out of the dark came Melody No-Tail. Meow, meow, she called. Tapir and Stoat let out a huge scream. You must be Bert, the Tapir, she said. At your service, replied Tapir. Then you must be Stan the Stoat, she said, lifting up his coat. Yes, you must, because you're wearing a white coat. Ah, how many more times? screamed Stoat. It's not a white coat. My fern has turned white. Melody giggled and said, Whatever. You must follow me. Binnicky needs your help. He's locked up in a cage at the back of the circus and we need to get him out. Follow me quickly. They crawled along the ground under the fence and into the grounds of the circus, keeping very quiet so as not to wake anyone. Melody led them through a panel in the tent. And there was Binnicky in his cage. Binnicky! shouted Stoat. Shh! whispered Tapir. You will wake everyone up, including the ringmaster, and we don't want that. Binnicky was so happy to see them both. Stan! Bert! he said excitedly. How lovely to see you! They both ran up to the cage, pointing to the tortoiseshell cat. Stoat asked, Who's your friend? This is Melody, Binnicky replied. Hi, Melody, he said. Where's your tail? Melody burst into tears and everyone let out a long sigh. Oh, really, Stan, you should know better, said Binnicky. Feeling bad, Stoat said, Sorry, fellas. Sorry, Melody, that was very thoughtless of me. Tapir stepped in. 
What's wrong with that? Stan thinks his coat is white. Binicky's whiskers are very long, and I've got a funny nose. And two toes in my front two feet, and four toes in my back two feet. So you haven't got a tail. Join the club. Ho, 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 ho. Binicky announced in a loud voice, The Four Musketeers! And they all cheered. Tapia turned to the cage and said, How are we going to set Binicky free? Stoke jumped up. I could pick the lock with my sharp claws, and Bert, you could pull the bars with your strong nose. Let's give it a go, said Binicky, but quietly. Stoke started picking the lock and Tapia wrapped his large nose around the bars and began pulling. But all the banging and pulling was causing quite a lot of noise. All of a sudden the ringmaster could be heard shouting, What's going on? Where's my gun? Binicky panicked. Quick, he said, we haven't got much time. Tapia and Stoke worked as hard as they could, and finally the cage door flew open. Just as the ringmaster entered, he let out a large growl. Run, shouted Binicky. There was great commotion as the ringmaster chased Tapia, Stoot, Binicky and Melody No-Tail around the circus. Wait till I get my hands on you, shouted the ringmaster. Just then, Tapia hit the gun out of the man's hand with his large nose and Binicky started to poke him with his large whiskers. Ouch! 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 said the ringmaster. That hurts! As he fell to the ground, Stoke jumped upon his rather large stomach and said, Look who's boss now! Look at me, Mr. Ringmaster! I'm all white! Scary, eh? The ringmaster glared at him and grabbed him by his coat. Now I've got you, Stoke! he shouted. Just then, the flaps of the tent flew open, and standing there, looking very fierce, with teeth showing, was Mr. Slobbery Chops. Put the stout down, growled the fierce bulldog. Binicky looked up. Mr. Slobbery Chops, what are you doing here? he said. Oh, Binicky, oh, Binicky, I saw you in the show tonight, he said. I felt so bad, and so does everyone in Boddington Bobmore. We didn't mean to send you away. We all love and miss you. Oh, please, said the ringmaster. See me the hard luck story. Yuck! Mr. Slobbery Chops growled and ran at the ringmaster and chased him all over the circus. Leave me alone, cried the ringmaster. Leave me alone, take Binicky, take everything, but leave me alone. And he ran screaming from the tent. Everybody clapped and cheered as they left the circus. Stoats said, what a lucky escape. Well done, Bert, your nose is certainly something. Thanks, Stan, said Tapia, and your white coat, I, I mean fur, certainly scared him. Thanks, Bert, I really appreciate that said Stoat. And thank you, Mr. Slobbery Chops. We couldn't have done it without you. Mr. Slobbery Chops came over all embarrassed and his face went bright red. Oh, gee, fellas, thanks, he said. Thank you, everyone, said Binicky. 
I didn't do anything, said Melody quietly. Pinicky took her to one side. But you did, Miss Melody No-Tail, he said, more than you know. You found my friends for me, and you were there for me when I was all alone. You're the kindest and most loving cat I have ever met. Melody looked up into his eyes and smiled. Tapir and Stoat looked at each other, and Mr. Slobbery Chop said, You don't think? Yes, we do, they both said. It looks like love, smiled Mr. Slobbery Chops. Ow, now, said Stoat. Come on, Stan, said Tapir. They make a lovely couple, and Binicky deserves all the love he can get. He certainly does, said Mr. Slobbery Chops, with a tear rolling down his face. Stoat turned to Tapir and said, You know what, Bert? You and me make quite a team. They hugged each other. Tapir replied, We certainly do, Stan. Oh, we certainly do. Mr. Slobbery Chops wiped a tear from his eye, made an announcement. Binnakey, I and everyone at Boddington Bodmore would like to apologise for treating you the way we did. We were wrong. It doesn't matter about your whiskers. We miss you and love you just the way you are. And we hope you can find it in your heart to forgive us and come home. Binicky, holding Melody's paw, lifted his little eyes and said softly, Of course I forgive you, and I'd like nothing more than to come home, on one condition that all my friends are welcome too. Absolutely, cried Mr Slobbery Chops, absolutely. We will have a big party, and everyone is invited, no matter how different they are. A loud cheer went up. There was indeed a huge party in Boddington Bobmore the day Binicky came home, and as promised, everyone was invited. There were tigers with no tails, dogs with one ears, goats with no horns, badgers with cross eyes, and all kinds of birds that could not fly. And not forgetting Tapia, whose wise words had helped Binicky, stoked for being such a good friend, and Miss Melody Notel for loving him. There was plenty of laughter and merriment. Binicky stood up. Alongside him was Melody, poor in poor. Binicky cleared his voice and said, <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you to all my friends. I just want to say one thing to you all, to everybody listening to this story, and to everybody out there in this lovely world of ours. Remember one thing... Don't worry if you're different, you're just great the way you are.